0: Hello
1: and welcome to the 11's podcast. My name is Ben and my name is Jude. We're passionate about cars and we also happen to sell supercars for a living. On this
0: weekly show, we discuss cars of all sorts from our unique perspective. We hope you enjoy the episode.
1: Ben. Jude. <laughs> <laughs> We're I think, back.
0: I think that's our thing we just say each other's names as our as our uh, intro replacement since we have a re- pre-recorded
1: intro now i just like i don't know how to transition into the actual episode <laughs> after the pre-recorded intro and it's just like D- hi yeah hey uh, welcome to the people that we already said welcome to yes <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway man another episode another episode it's exciting um to kick things
0: off for this episode, I'm going to throw you a curveball because I like throwing you curveballs. Oh god, here we go. What is um, it? I'm just going to talk a little bit about the F40 that we talked about last week. Ooh, the Liberty Walk? Yeah. Okay. Um, I heard some rumors that that was a replica. It, what? Yeah, but I did some digging and I couldn't find anything
1: saying that it was. That's not a curveball, man. That's a knuckleball. Like, <laughs> I, that's out of note. Really? Yeah, yeah.
0: So I I don't buy it because I really can't find anything online. Um, But I heard some rumors that that it might have been a kit because, um, I don't know if you ever saw this or remember it, but Liberty Walk did do a kit on a Miura. Yeah. Um, But that was based, it was a replica based on a GT40 kit or something. Right, right. So, um, Mm. I don't know if they would have done something like that with this Project, but I like I said, I can't find anything that says otherwise. Is that
1: just, so. just internet rumors then at that point? Probably. Or, yeah. yeah. Wow. Somebody says something like, hey, I bet that wasn't even real. That was a replica. And then people just run with it with the telephone game. Yeah. Mm. Probably because the
0: purists don't want to believe it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're in denial. Yeah. What's the first step? <laughs> Acceptance. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're man. almost there. Not really. Oh, man. But that would... I don't know how I feel about that. Part of me is like, yeah, cut it up. But then another part of me is like, huh, if it was a replica, I'm kind of relieved. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But that also, I mean, they're going to sell the body kit, right? So the, the intention is that you cut up F40s to... I guess. You know? I can't Just imagine. because they haven't cut up one yet doesn't mean that, you know, the intention is there for people to buy it and then, you know.
0: Yeah. I wonder how many kits they'll actually sell. Oh, I don't know. Because you know there's some people in Asia that will probably buy the kit. Yes. Because they do wild stuff to their cars, like we talked about last week. Yeah.
1: If I had two F40s, I'd probably do it to one of them. (laughs) (laughs) If you have one, you probably have the money for two. Yeah. I mean, you might as well. Yeah. Wow. So... um. Ah, oh, man, I need a second to recover. That's, okay. That is, a, you, okay, so if those of you listening, real,
0: like, that's all rumors, I think it's real. You think it's,
1: you think it's a real F40? I think it's a real You don't F40. think the rumor is real, you think the, the F40 is real? I don't buy it. I think it's a real F40. Okay. Man, like, I, and I actually I, hope that it's a real f I need somebody who really knows what they're looking at to, like, do, like, a frame-by-frame, frame like, study of their video of that car. Yeah. You know? I also was looking at it, and aside
0: from the the box flares in the back, yeah, I feel like the majority of it just kind of looks like an F forty LM. Um, with the clear lights and
1: the extra wing, and yeah, yeah, I think I mean part of the part of it is like you know a lot of it's distraction, right? You know what I mean? But I guess if you like boil it down to its like pure essence or whatever, I, I could see that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they got a lot of inspiration from that, though, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's still pretty crazy. It is. Yeah. Whether it's a replica or not, or, you know. Right, right. Know. Yeah. Dang. Wow. That's wild. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, w- we talked about how I bought a car. Mm-hmm. So, now i got to sell my car. Right. Uh, not the one I bought. The other one. <laughs> What's wrong with it? <laughs> the Mercedes. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Buyer's remorse already. <laughs> no. So, I bought the Hyundai. And I love it, uh, but I need to sell the Mercedes. And I've been very quickly reminded why I haven't sold anything privately for like eleven years. <laughs> it's just torture, man. <laughs> oh man, it's torture. Uh, like I Getting get lots of spam leads. Oh, I got a lot of spam. People trying to you know hack my Facebook account because I, I listed it for sale on Craigslist and Facebook. And then just like people asking a million questions, which I get, but also some of the questions is just like, dude, it's a 15 year old car, you know, you, if you, I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think if it's under a certain price point, like sure, you can ask a few questions, but at the end of the day, like it's a, it's not an expensive car. Just just take it.
1: And you know, what's funny is like, I'm seeing a lot of the same questions coming from all different people and these same questions are like. Yeah, you ask this question about a car like at a dealership, that's three years old. Like you don't ask it about a fifteen-year-old Mercedes with hundred sixty thousand miles on it. You know. What are they asking? Um, oh, um, is there any uh, is there any corrosion underneath the car? But, yeah, probably. It's a hundred sixty thousand mile Mercedes that's been in, in New England its whole life. Yeah, probably. You know. Yeah. Um, do you know how the previous owners uh, serviced it? No, I have no idea how they said. What do you mean? I'm owner number four. It's been 15 15 years. Yeah, let me go into the binder and get you every single record. It's not a collector's item. It's not like a collector's car. It's a nice car. It's cool. It's interesting. It's fun, but it's still at the end of the day, they built a bunch of these. It's a 15-year-old Mercedes that's just like every other 15-year-old Mercedes. Stop asking questions, just buy it. It doesn't help that I got stood up twice by the same guy. He was supposed to come in on, a, come meet me um, down the street from my house on a Saturday morning uh, before work. Never showed up. Later on in the day, he texted me, oh, I'm sorry, my, my girlfriend's flight flew, got in really late at night, and so that, you know, it didn't work out. I'm like, well, thanks for letting me know, dude. Um, like, do you want to reschedule? He's like, yeah, I'll be there tomorrow at 9 a.m. This is, so this is Sunday. I said, great, you're definitely going to be there. He's like, yes, I'll definitely be there at 9 a.m. He texted me five minutes before, five minutes before our appointment, right? He replies, sounds good, thanks, when I told him, I'm just getting the car washed up and I'll be there in a few minutes. He says, sounds good, thanks, never shows up, turns his phone off, I haven't heard from him since. I hope he's okay. But on the other hand, like, what the hell, man? Yeah, that's too bad. Um, is it, are these experiences sort of making you consider cars and bids? I mentioned this before. It's making me consider driving it off a cliff and say just writing it off. Just saying, okay, you know what? This isn't working out. I just need to put it out of its misery. Yeah. Not that it's miserable. But anyway, I don't know. So I drove the car here. I've been driving the the Hyundai to work for like a week and a half now or whatever it's been. Um, I drove the Mercedes here today because I got hassled by the cops last night. I... We have a parking we live in a townhouse, so we have a, a parking spot in our garage. So we have like our own personal garage for one car. And then we have a little driveway for car number two, right? Um so if you have three cars like I do at the moment, your only choice is to park it on the street. So I did. I parked it on the street, but I parked it up on the sidewalk, which I know is frowned upon, but literally everybody on my street parks their car up on the sidewalk because it's a wide, smooth, fast street. Though, even though the speed limit is thirty, people do sixty miles an hour down this road. Like all the kids racing their Honda Civics. Literally, they use my street to race because it's nicely paved and it's wide and it's flat and it's straight. Anyway, so I have it up on the curb and I've got the um, parking light on. So, in the in most German cars, you can decide like to leave either the left or right uh, parking lights on. That way, if you do park on the street people see your car at night you know especially if you're in a dark area or whatever so i've got the left parking light on so when you're approaching my car at night you can see the little light on you know that the car's there just in case you don't miss you know whatever so somebody reported my car suspicious to the cops because it's been parked there for a week now i've been moving it around though i, dri- I drive it around the block <laughs> like i start it every now and then i'll a- Put it in my garage for a night and then shuffle some cars around and and, and put it back out in the street. So it's not like it's just been stationary this whole time. But somebody reported my car suspicious. Like, what the hell? I'm just parking my car in the street. (laughs) So the cops knocked on my door last night. Like, it was 7 o'clock at night. But I'm like, guys, just, what? (laughs) Like, somebody called and, uh, you know, your car's parked on the street. I said, yeah. Well, the light's on. I said, yeah, it's a feature. You know, worried about the battery dock? No, it's got two batteries, and no, it's fine. Oh, well, you should probably park it around the corner on this other street. Like, I don't want to park it there. I don't want to go around the corner to get my car. Well, why don't you park it here? Well, and I explained to them, like, I have the garage. There's a car in it. I have the driveway. You can see there's a car in it. We have guest parking, but I will get towed by the homeowners association if I leave my car there because it's for guest parking only. Like, they're this strict about it. And they're like, oh, okay, well, we strongly recommend that you put your car around the corner on this other street. I mean, we could give you a ticket. We're not going to give you a ticket, but we could give you a ticket. I'm like, what you, for what? For being on the sidewalk.
0: Didn't you just say... Oh, just arresting. like every
1: uh, single other car on the street, including a school bus, is on the sidewalk? And at that point, I was like, you know what? Fine, guys, I'll move it. Just go away. Leave me alone. So I did. And this morning, I was half expecting the car to be, like, I don't know, up on blocks or, like, the catalytic converter <laughs> stolen or, you know, something. But I drove it into work. I'm just going to leave it here at the dealership. And of course, I drive it in and I get a message from somebody on Facebook Marketplace saying, hey, I live in your hometown that I just left with the car. Can you bring the car to my house? I've had two strokes and I want my mechanic to look at it. I'm like, I can't do this right now. <laughs> because June had a stroke. not do this right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I was weird. like, sorry, the car is now in Norwell. <laughs> 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 I'm not driving it to your house. Yeah. So the next person is supposed to come see you on Monday at 3.30 here at work. We'll see what happens. At this point, I have zero hope. It would be nice to sell it because I am going on vacation next month and it'd be nice to have some money to (laughs) spend on vacation. (laughs) Well, if you're listening and you're looking for a
0: 2007 E-Class with a big V8 and in good condition, please reach out to Jude. He's got one for sale.
1: And if you have more than three questions about it, don't bother. (laughs) Because I'm not answering them. Ah, man. Anyway. Anyway. So that's enough about old cars. You want to talk about some new cars? Yeah, we should talk about some new cars. How about,
0: like, the newest of the new? The one that got unveiled, like, this week? Yeah. The
1: Corvette E-Ray? E-Ray. It's pretty cool. So corny. Yeah. The name's so cheesy.
0: <laughs> I mean, like... I, I like it.
1: I think it's cool. Um, I like the car. A so, lot.
0: if you're unaware of what this is, it's uh, the first ever hybridized Corvette from GM. Yes. Um. So it does. It'll do zero to sixty in two and a half seconds because it's got an electric motor in the front. Um. That makes. Uh, I want to say it's, it makes like one hundred and sixty horsepower. Yep, one sixty is the number. Um. And as a result, I mean, you've got you've got the. I want to say it's kind of like an SF ninety where sure. you've got the electric motor in the front. You so the the front is driven by the electricity and the. The rear is, is completely separate by the, the V8. and um, No connection between the two drivetrains, which is I think is cool. Right, right. What I think is really cool with this, too, is they designed the Corvette initially beca- with this in mind. So yeah. the front trunk
1: space is unaffected. V- virtually unaffected. Oh, is uh, it- it, just the tiniest bit, it doesn't even matter, Yeah, really. Um, yeah, so it makes 655 horsepower combined between the two engines because it's the regular it's the regular Stingray V8 naturally aspirated in the rear rear right. wheel drive right um, mid-engined Yep. but it's uh it's it's the Z06 wide body I was so a little it con- looks kind of mean yeah
0: yeah I was a little confused by it at first just looking at it because if you remember from like previous generation Corvettes you've got the base Stingray and then you've got the Z06 and the ZR1 and usually somewhere in between the regular car and the Z06 The Grand Sport comes out, sure. Where it's the Z06 packet, the the Z06 body um, and tires and suspension setup, but with the regular engine in it. Right. So this has got some Z06 looks to it, with the front bumper and the intakes and stuff like that. But in the rear, it's got the regular four tip exhaust on the sides rather than the middle with the Z06. Correct. Because it's got the regular Corvette engine. Right. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be sort of like a Grand Sport ish. Uh, I I would expect the Grand Sport. They'll probably come out with a Grand Sport. It'll probably look pretty similar to this.
1: Yeah, they know how to make money. they, yeah. they, they will. They will be okay. They, I didn't, I, it, that wouldn't surprise me either if they came out with a GS at some point. Yeah. Um, I, I I love this idea. Um, I like what they did with it. It's, it's an all all wheel drive cor- Corvette. It's like this generation, the C8 generation is like. There's a lot of firsts. It's the first mid engine one. It's the first all wheel drive one. And I mean. The engine in the Z06 is just wild. You know what I mean? That's got its own superlatives as yeah. well. You know what I mean? Um, but, the, you know, the numbers that they're promising in this thing is, is just ridiculously great. Yeah. It, starting MSRP is 102.900, which is more than a Stingray. Right. Less than a Z06. It's not just much. Not by much. It's, so, like, it's like a couple grand difference. So it's a similar cool. performance though. Right. Well, I don't know what the final like what the final sticker is going to be really with all the options. Like if you get a 3LT LZ whatever packages mm. the Chevy packages confuse me still. Um, if you get like a fully loaded one versus a fully loaded Z06, I think the Z, the gap between the two will probably be greater, but I I am pretty sure that this E-Ray, this hybrid Corvette is going to be way more usable Definitely. in terms of like quality of life just living with it daily than a z06 will the z06 is just going to be like a track performance monster i mean that's what it's for um but i could easily see somebody comparing the two and just going with the e-ray just because like hey i'm not going to track it i need something with a ton of power. 655 horsepower that's a lot of power <laughs> uh, for a hundred grand i mean that's a lot of bang for the buck yeah um you know i don't need a crazy track car but the regular c8's just not enough the singray is just not enough power for me so i'm gonna get this um i think it's a great idea it's a really smart move by, by chevy yeah and I, and, you know obviously they're gonna sell every single one of them
0: yeah i think there were a few people uh when this was unveiled they were like oh i think this was a little soon given that the z06 just came out basically but they're totally different cars
1: yeah i don't see a lot of like people they, that were gonna get a z06 say no i want to. Cancel my order and I'll get an E-Ray. Yeah. Maybe some will, but I mean, we everybody kind of knew this was coming. Like, who was actually surprised? And if you were actually surprised, like, where have you been? <laughs> yeah, um,
0: really. You know? Um, I'm actually a little surprised that it's not fully electric. I, when we saw spy shots and stuff like that, I was fully expecting a completely electric
1: Corvette. There will be one. Is there? Yes. What? It's not official, but there will be a fully electric Corvette. So is that going to be the e- This generation too, CSC8. E-E-Ray? E8. <laughs> it's the Corvette E8. E-8. <laughs> <laughs> the Corvette E8. Um, yeah, I don't know what they're going to call it. Yeah. E 6 I don't know. Yeah, actually, that's pretty good. <laughs> e 6 I don't know, man. Um, mm. But that, that's going to be wild. It's like a 300-pound difference between the E-Ray and the regular Stingray okay but you're getting 160 more horsepower right which is fine yeah i'm fine with that and and they um like i was
0: saying before there's the front trunk space isn't really affected all that much yeah uh, because they fit the battery in between the electric motor and the engine it's, yeah it goes in, down the center tunnel yeah it's like yeah. a transmission tunnel almost right right um which is really cool yeah. it's not a very large battery so you only get like four ish three or four miles of range Um,
1: In electric-only mode, which is called
0: stealth mode, which is kind of cool.
1: Right. I mean, there's some weird quirks with it, and you can tell they're kind of experimenting with some of it. Um, I was kind of half-watching in the background. Marquez Brownlee did a video on it, uh, MKBHD, on YouTube. Um, He had a concern, and you kind of don't think about this very often, but because he spent so much time in the EV space, he kind of had a concern, but because it's such a small battery pack it's going to cycle a lot between full discharge recharge full discharge recharge full discharge recharge right um so what does that mean for degradation what does that mean for the battery life over time i mean it's going to be really interesting to see but another important note is that it's a hybrid hybrid it's not a plug-in hybrid right so there's no plug you can't plug it into a a wall charger or a like a fast charger at the mall or, or anything like that the gasoline engine is doing all the generating. Oh, it's got regen braking, too. Um, so, you know, the car itself is is charging the battery pack back up. You can't charge it externally, which is an interesting choice, too. I think part of it might have been for packaging. Um, but I, I almost kind of want to say, like, I kind of would have... I would have liked to have seen it be a plug-in hybrid as kind of a trial run to see, like, how that really works... Because there, I mean, there will be an electric, fully electric one down the road. You know what I mean. So it'd be a good trial run for that. Yeah, I guess um, so. You know, it's it's kind of cool seeing them do all these different variations with powertrains on the same platform, and it kind of goes to show like how modern uh, performance cars, modern sports cars, supercars, how flexible those platforms are if you plan for that, ahead, you know, in advance. Right. Like they had a very clear game plan here about where they were going and what they were doing with this with this generation of Corvette. Um, and so far, I mean, they've been knocking it out of the park. I think they've done a really, really good job with every single um, with every single one that they've released so far. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, there was ton of hype for the original one, tons of hype for the z 6 and I feel like this is getting some pretty good reception too. Yeah. Um,
1: ER1, EO6, ER1. They probably. I don't know. ZR1. They're going to e- do a ZR1 for sure. Easier one. I don't know, man. Easier one. Easy. <laughs> if one's too hard, here's an easier one. Um, it You can't do brake stands with it. It doesn't have like a line lock type of thing, right? Um, because it's got so much grip over the rear tires. Um, it's so much grip in the rear tires, you know, even with all that power that it's putting down, it'll do burnouts because it's, you know, because it's a Corvette, but you're not going to be able to do a brake stand, which is whatever people will, will get over it. Um, it was pretty cool seeing all the video footage of it doing donuts and slides and drifts and stuff. Like it's yeah. it's cool. They've done a really
0: good job with it. I think it looks really clean with the like most of it looking like a Z06,
1: but the rear having that more standard right.
0: that look in the back.
1: Yeah, especially down lower the exhaust is like you said. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I kind of like the look they. Um, They've showed off a couple different uh, design, like, stylistic choices with the car. Like, some of the trim pieces in the front fascia uh, being body color versus not body color. Like, an accent color. What I, I forget what they call it. Um, but, it, it's you know, it's interesting. It, you can't get a big stupid wing on it. It's got the, like, the little I like that thing though. that sticks out the back. Um, and I guess it's got, like, the, got the little attachments that you can put on it. I don't know, for like more downforce or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's not going to be the Z... Oh, God. What was it called? The performance package wing. Z51. Z51. Thank you. So it does, you can't get the Z51 package from the standard thing, right, Because this one is too wide, right? And they're also not offering it with a Z06 wing because it's not a Z06. So there's that. It's like this interesting in-between in a lot of ways. Yeah. They did a good job. Yeah. Me I'm too. happy with it. Yeah, me
0: too. Um, Going back to my analogy with the SF90, Chevy keeps building Ferraris. Yeah, they do. (laughs) The (laughs) Z06 is a 458, and now the E-Ray is an SF90 or 296 or whatever. So what's next? Are they going to build an 812 next? No.
1: They'll build, uh, I don't know. How did they build an A12? I don't know. <laughs> they built a 458. <laughs> yeah, we took the C8 and we turned it around. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we took a C7. And <laughs> oh, well, yeah, imagine. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can tell they're getting all their inspiration from, obviously, European exotic brands. And we keep, we bring it up all the time here at work, you know, at the dealership where we sell, you know, exotic European supercars. Like, the, the C8 Corvette is a lot of car for the money it's just a lot of car money aside i mean it it is it's really really good and you can nitpick if you really want to which we can and we do sometimes but i just can't get around like that's a lot of car for what you're paying yeah and that kind of especially now that we're kind of getting into these other variants of this platform you know what i mean looking at the e-ray and all the power it makes and how i think i mean it looks better than the standard thing right because it's got all the Z- z06 parts in it right um, and then just the Z06. I mean, that's just a wild. That's a full-on supercar. It's a wild car. Like, how can you really complain? Even at inflated prices, like with ADMUs and dealer add-ons. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. And I was gonna say, you, you know,
0: you can nitpick all you want. Like, if you're going to nitpick, you're gonna have to pony up some more cash. <laughs> I <laughs> this mean, there are other exactly.
1: choices. Exactly. There are other choices. So if there's things about the the C8 Corvette that are disappointing to you, all right, then. Let's talk about a McLaren or a Lamborghini or a Ferrari. Like, you know what I mean? There are those options. Right. You know? And if you want to be boring, we can talk about a Porsche. Y- you know? It's just... You're paying for it. Yeah. An appropriate amount, I think. You know what I mean? For how much more car you're getting. But, you know, it, th- there's that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, is, do you have any other thoughts about the Corvette E-Ray? I don't think so. I like it. I think it looks great. Um, yeah, I have no complaints. Do you want to move on to a European car? Sure. All right. You want to you wanna talk about this one? The 2023 Aston Martin DBS 770 Ultimate. It's a long name. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is apparently Aston Martin's send-off for the DBS and its V12. Um, they kept saying about the Vantage how they wouldn't be able to fit the V12 in there, and clearly they did with the V12 Vantage. <laughs> um, After everybody bought V8s. Right, right. Um and so this has got some similar styling cues from the V12 Vantage. It's got a similar hood, um, it's got uh wheels that are reminiscent of that one off um the Aston Martin Victor. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. And um, it's
1: green. Of course it is. <laughs> it's just green in all the uh, the the um the promotional photos, but anyway.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think it's really cool. I mean, I'm never gonna dislike a V12 Aston, or anything with a V12 for that matter. Um, but, I don't, I don't know. I feel like, like, I was, I was reading the comments on one of the, I think Car and Driver posted about it, and I was reading the comments to see what people were thinking, and every, all the comments were like, oh, that interior is awful. Like, like, Aston needs to get it together at the interior. Why does it look like it's from 2012? Because it is! Yeah. Kinda, you know? Yeah. So, um... I like it. But, I mean, you know, back to the, the, the concept of what the car is. It's a send-off to what the car already is. People already are aware that this interior is a little dated. Like, I don't know. If you like the car, you you don't really care that much about that, I don't think.
1: I mean, the interior styling is definitely dated. The technology is definitely dated. Because it's like three-generation old Mercedes infotainment and electronics and stuff. Right. Um, but it works. And... Yeah. I've I've always liked their materials and, you know, it's a hand-built English, you know, car, so there's that. You get a sense of craftsmanship and character with it. But yeah, you bring up a good point that it's the send-off for the current generation. They're not going to do a huge, like, overhaul of of design or styling or, you know, interior setup on this one final car. You know? They're going to save it for the next generation, whatever it happens to be. So, um... It's the most powerful production car ever to come from Aston Martin. It makes 759 horsepower from that uh, 5.2 liter V12 that we all know so well. (laughs) Um, Then it's going to be a limited production, which I think is uh, already sold out, I believe. Yeah. But they are going to build 499 of them total, 300 coupes, and 199 convertibles. Um, Are they going to do Volantes too? That's mm, cool. Yeah. I didn't realize that they were going to do convertibles until uh, just before we started recording. <laughs> and I read through an article. It's like, oh, they are doing a Volante. That, that's kind of cool. Because like, all the photos that I've, I've seen of it from the promotional stuff have been uh, coupes. I don't know if they have any promotional photos of the, the convertible and we just haven't seen them. But, you know, yeah. it's a celebration of the history of the company and their heritage and celebration of what the, this you know generation of uh, DBS has been, you know, which... I, we talked about this car a few times on the podcast, the DBS and the DBS Super Legera. So good. Yeah. Um, and this is just going to be
0: better. Yeah. Um, I don't know what those seats feel like, but they look amazing. They those do. carbon buckets. Yeah. Yeah. They were in the Vantage, too. It's
1: just so good. Yeah. So cool. Have not sat in those yet. But this is a car that I really would like to see and, and drive, you know, just yeah. because of emotional. Attachment to Aston Martin as a brand, you know what I mean? Yeah, so and, yeah, yeah, that's a lot of power, that's a ton of power. It's still gonna have, I don't I mean, know, the don't regular know. <laughs> DBS is already way overpowered. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I don't know that it's gonna have a much better, what does it say, 3.2 second, zero to 60. That's not great <laughs> for 759 horsepower, but it's like, I don't know what the point of, of coming out with those numbers are. Like, give me the power number. I don't care how quickly it goes because it's an Aston Martin. Like yeah. it's supposed to just be like just globs of power, high speed, high, you know, I don't know. It sounds great cruising down the highway, like hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Like this one's supposed to be stiffer, more rigid. They have like a, a, a larger crossmember, like all these other like nerdy engineering things that they come out with, which I, you know, it's, I love. I'm not talking um, negatively about it, but like on the other hand, I don't care. <laughs> 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 I don't care how much more rigid the chassis is. Like yeah. it's just a big power touring car, you know. So
0: interesting that this article says that it's the most powerful production car um, when they have the Valkyrie. Is that a production car? I feel like they're gonna build more of those than there are this. Four hundred ninety nine of these. How many Valkyries
1: are they gonna build? I don't know. I don't know how they're they're classifying these different cars. Yeah, is Valkyries in like its own class, kind of, right? I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's
0: it's still production, like series production.
1: I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Big numbers either way. Either way. Um, for those of you listening, if you have contradicting thoughts about this thing, if you think it's dumb or whatever, just let us know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where, but where does Aston go from here? You yeah. Know what comes
0: next? It really makes you think. Like this is if this is the send off, then we must be you know pretty close to the next chapter of Aston Martin. Right. Um, we've heard a lot of talk about like I, I just mentioned the valkyrie there's the valhalla which seems to be a car that everybody forgets about because it was <laughs> unveiled so long ago and they redesigned it completely since the concept which it still looks great yep um but it just seems like so far away if they keep changing what it's <sighs> gonna be and how much yeah. it's gonna cost and i mean selling eight hundred thousand dollar hypercars is probably not where aston is planning to be like that's not going to be their only product line
1: no i think they're gonna i mean that's obvious position is like the halo car for everything else um you know once they get their <laughs> once they get their act together with that car um i don't know that if i'm aston martin do i really think about doing another one like that you know mm-hmm. what i mean or like a successor six- <laughs> or like You know, have some kind of like, you know, like Ferrari has with the Icona cars now and McLaren has with the Ultimate Series. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that it makes sense for Aston Martin to continue doing that, as ambitious as that is. You know, I think they focus, they should focus on what they do really well. And what they do really well is well crafted, beautiful road cars that have big power, but they're comfortable and, you know, they're easy to drive. You know, all the characteristics that we like about Aston Martin. Um, you know, the, my main thing is, like, how many cylinders is the next generation of Aston Martin going to have? Know. You know, the, this next batch of cars, you know, where you have everybody going with smaller displacements, turbocharged with electric power, or just going full EV. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, this is apples and oranges, but we've, we've talked about the Mercedes uh, AMG C63, four-cylinder, like 8 hundred million pound feet of torque yeah (laughs) you know yeah so is that where they go you know because because they are probably going to be pulling a lot of their tech from mercedes moving forward continuing that yeah
0: i mean they'll definitely
1: take more updated versions
0: of it and i think they should when they take mercedes stuff they should Actually, make it a little bit more of their own, and not like very obviously copying Mercedes' right. homework.
1: Yeah, um, like V8, the V8 Vantage versus AMG GT. Yeah, like, yeah, so similar. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
0: I mean, I, I would hate. I I know where you stand on EVs, but I would hate to see the brand go full EV like in the next gen. I, I want to see them do some more combustion engine stuff. I want to obviously, I want them to keep the V12. Ferrari okay. gives me some hope. With their 296, that's that V6 actually sounds like a V12 in sure. a lot of instances. Yeah. So if they could somehow pull something like that off where they can get a smaller engine to sound that good, I'd be all for that. And somehow they maybe do like a hybrid system. I mean, I don't think we've ever seen a front engine sports car. I mean, we, I guess there's the um, the Maserati, but that's full EV. We haven't seen that hybridized sports car concept in a front engine car before.
1: Um. No I mean C63 Yeah but that's not a coupe They might make a coupe but
0: Um Like I, I can't know. think of anything else I've got a big mental block here Because that would be actually a really good opportunity For Aston Martin to actually be the first To something
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> they really need to do some updating yeah. if, if
0: they could have like corner The market there you know And then, at the same time, update their interiors and infotainment. I don't know. I would love to see that happen. I don't know if it would.
1: They need to do something. Yeah. All right. And we need to, I think, oh, man, just like, just even if you're not a Ferrari Formula One fan, having Ferrari competing, like, at the top in Formula One is good for the rest of the sport. I think Aston Martin is a very important brand, and I think it's important for that brand to continue. So, part of me is like, whatever it takes, but also part of another part of me is like, man, one of the most like endearing things about Aston Martin, a big reason why somebody so many people like them, is because of their heritage. So, how do you like carry on and maintain that heritage and that legacy and take it into the next generation of electrified ish <laughs> sports cars? Right? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they haven't even done a mild hybrid. No. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, they need... Yeah. They've just been stuffing big engines into the DBX. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Or do they just lean so heavily into the SUV thing, and, and, you know, that's all we're going to get. I mean,
0: it's not working out fantastically for them. It's not doing terribly. No. But, I mean, it's not at the top of the the food chain.
1: From, no. I from, and I wouldn't really expect it to be either, you know, yeah. because they're such a niche brand. Yeah. But anyway, um, I'm I'm hoping they keep the sports cars alive. I'm hoping they, whichever direction they go in, I mean, I'm going to continue, you know, with my love f- for them. It's not unconditional though, so like even if that <laughs> love is like oh, I love what they used to do, yeah. you know, yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. It's
0: one of those brands that's just always struggled.
1: Yeah, and that's that's part sad. of the charm too. <laughs> Yeah, really. You know? Yeah. Um, Speaking of the next generation of electrified-ish stuff, do you want, uh, just real quick, we don't have to talk about this too, too much, but here's another day, another stupid electric hypercar announced. Oh, no. Have you seen this thing? The the 2040 horsepower uh, Automobili Estrema Fulminia. It sounds Fulmin- fulminea italian Ful- fulminea yeah it's italian <laughs> it's very I'm, I'm glad you picked up on that very subtle <laughs> reference that is possibly also uh insulting uh and offensive it's a 2000 horsepower 200 mile per hour um 200 mile per hour plus italian hypercarb thing it's uh the the brand is automobili estrema and it's it's coming from one of the co-founders of fisker oh okay so that's cool there's some electrification stuff in there and then it's they're calling it a hybrid battery pack this is just so stupid it's branding hybrid battery pack right because it's not just relying on battery cells like everybody else does to create its 100 kilowatt hour capacity battery it's a mix of batteries and ultra capacitors to make it a hybrid but this is stupid this is dumb it's just
0: stupid you mean kind of like this the Sion the lamborghini is that what that is i don't yeah, know i still don't know how to pronounce that C- no but like yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they use um
1: super capacitors instead of batteries oh are those those are super capacitors they're yeah. not ultra capacitors Oh, my mistake. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry we, we're laughing about it. Ten years from now, Koenigsegg is going to have mega capacity. Oh, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, anyway, so it's, it's sourcing its batteries from, like, you know, Belgium and, and stuff, and it's kind of cool. But, like, there's so much about this is just, like, okay, is this just... And I don't mean this to offend anybody or anything like that, but, like, you, you know, a terrible Italian accent aside, but, like, is this just another, like... Is this another vaporware... Stupid you know, hypercar that never actually materializes. They're gonna build one. Some sultan is gonna order it, and then that's gonna be it. You know what I mean? And we're never gonna hear from them again. Is this is just like a one big elaborate money laundering scheme, just like every <laughs> other elaborate money laundering scheme. I don't know, like the, because it, the, <sighs> like the Devil Sixteen oh man no that's a real car how is it? Uh, it makes a million horsepower it's a real car ask supercar blondie she'll tell you it goes 500 miles per hour in the desert Uh, it's got a battery management system called the EVE-AI because everything has to have AI in it right now I'm surprised that you don't drive this thing with like VR goggles (laughs) sitting in the back seat this is how like this is like how many more buzzwords can you fit into this it's more immersive
0: yeah more immersive than real life. <laughs> yeah,
1: really. <laughs> it looks cool. It's pretty. Like, I I don't know if anybody will actually buy them. People will probably put money down on orders just thinking, I'll probably get my money back when they don't actually build it. Um, and, you know, if they do build the 61 copies that they're planning on building, great. They'll probably give you an NFT with each and every single one <laughs> oh, of them no. that you get. <laughs> right. I was that- hoping that era was over. <laughs> <laughs> so there's... <laughs> There's that, and uh, it's gonna cost right around two million euros. Wow. Yeah.
0: Um. I'm actually glad you brought this up. Can we talk about like niche hypercars for a bit? Sure. I struggle with them so much. Like you struggle affording them, Ben. Yeah. Why are you so poor? <laughs> No, okay, like, EV or not, whether it's it's full combustion, hybrid, or electrified, right? Yeah. There are so many of these companies now that are building these, like you said, crazy, high-number horsepower, um, like, supposedly record-breaking cars that cost millions of dollars. Yeah. Most of the time, I see it, and I'm, I roll my eyes, I'm like, oh, no, another one. And that was my reaction to this. It's like, oh, no, another one. But at the same time, like... I don't know. Most of the time I don't care. I'm just like, oh yeah, sure, another one. Like, I don't know, whatever. Um but like at the same time, these companies have to start somewhere. Like I think of Rimac, right? Yeah. Like when they came out, it wasn't nearly as crowded as it is now, but it was still like a new concept, a new car, and that most people didn't take seriously at all. Right, right. So all the all these companies started at that point where like you said people don't really take them that seriously, which is my point of view to most of these so i mean i don't know i think there's too many of them i think there's they're too much money and i don't understand how they're getting any funding like who's who's spending two million dollars on something with no heritage and no no i don't know it doesn't seem legit to me
1: um i just think it's funny where i'm kind of like uh, scrolling through a slideshow of this uh, hypercar, and an ad comes up for a game, and, and the the headline of the ad says, "Is this a trap?" <laughs> um, <laughs> <is> this... <laughs> so uh, maybe I don't know. It's, it's cool looking, but like so are not
0: the rest of the crazy looking yeah. one off whatevers.
1: Here's okay. All joking aside, and and I promise I'm done with the Italian accent for the rest of this segment. Um, I hope they build it. I hope it works out. I hope that people that buy it get it. I hope that it becomes culturally significant and I hope that it becomes, you know, influential, Mm -hmm. you know, this technology and stuff. I hope it ends up trickling down to everything else because it's set to hit 200 miles per hour in less than 10 seconds. That's wild. Like if we can get this technology and, and this performance and stuff to, you know, trickle down to other cars, like I said, great. But, I, but, like, I'm kind of a cynic, though. Like you said, like, you know, how many of these pop up and we just, like, brush off and, you know. Yeah. Because, I mean, statistically, there's been a lot of them that, that, you know, that get announced and they don't actually get built. And, you know, you just pick the biggest number in any category and you say that's what the car will theoretically maybe possibly do if we ever actually build it. <laughs> Here's another ad It says, can you escape? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't escape. Um, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It is cool looking. It's well, very derivative. There's yeah. a lot about it that's like oh, I recognize that from that car. Oh, I recognize that from a Bugatti. I recognize that from the LaFerrari. You and know. Also, like the the
0: amount because of the amount of these that come out, right? There, there's so many. They all just look like GTA cars. Yeah. Yes. They just like yeah. look like oh we couldn't use Ferrari's design language so we just kind of mangled together this supercar <laughs> looking
1: thing and it looks cool sure yeah I don't know well there is no more original design right there's no such thing as original art like we know that everything's a copy of a copy of a copy yeah. but you know it I really want to see I want to see more unique stuff more unique cars yeah this is fine this is cool I know I was being dumb talking about it the way that I did but you know what we'll see what happens
0: <laughs> yeah and the other thing too like like as they're coming out now we just kind of brought them off and we're like kind of whatever but i think back to companies like noble with the m600 yeah like good point looking back that's such a cool car like yeah i would love to have one of those just because yeah. it's so different and unique but like it actually got built
1: so. yeah we've never seen any of them no, here no but, so but
0: they did build some yeah um yeah i don't know i'd I, I, Like you said, I'd love to see these companies succeed. A lot of them don't. I guess that's just kind of the risk that these people take.
1: It's hard to start a car company from scratch.
0: Oh, yeah. Never
1: mind at the $2 million price point. Yeah.
0: So um, I'm not going to be a customer, mostly because I can't afford one. Um, But, you know, for now, I
1: don't care. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So there's that. You want to talk about a little bit more EV stuff? Sure. Sure. What do you got? Uh, Mercedes is expected to drop their EQ branding on their electric cars oh, I did see by 2024 because I guess all the Mercedes are going to be electric by then and it's just redundant Like, but also, thank god because I have EQ, EQS EQSUV, what does it even mean? <laughs> Nobody knows yeah. and then you have EQ technology in the in the hybrids and stuff like I just let it go. And I'm sure BMW will go through the same thing with their
0: i i3, oh i8, God. i40 M Sport whatever. <laughs> yeah, cuz the i used to mean injection now it means
1: I don't know, iPhone. <laughs> iPhone. Yeah, <laughs> it means iPhone. Yeah, iBMW. So what's what's better though, i or e? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Imagine if they called it the Corvette
0: I Red. Well, <laughs> <laughs> is it gonna be the Blu
1: Ray next? Like <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Is blue electric or is green electric? Blue is diesel. Blue, blue is diesel and um, Blue Tech for yeah. Mercedes. But it's also uh, for the for Hyundai's for the Korean brands. Blue is hybrid and P- Toyota the Toyota Prii. Which is plural, plural of Prius, by the way. Those are blue.
0: Yeah, I, the naming schemes of everything is just but way out of control now. Green is
1: Leafs because green is environmentally. Ca- I'm. I, okay. I've I'm had spinning, a problem. I'm spinning out of control, dude. I've had a problem with the gas powered ones. <laughs> <laughs> Never
0: mind the EVs with the EQ, whatever. Like we've talked about this before with Mercedes and BMW, right? BMW's naming scheme should be. Like, a 328i should be a 3 Series with a 2.8 liter, and now everything's fuel-injected. But that the i used to mean injected. Right. Right? Now an M340i is a 3 Series with a 3 liter in it. Yeah. I don't know. And then the Mercedes, none of those make any sense anymore. And now they're putting gas-powered names that don't make sense anymore on electric cars. Yes. The EQS... 53 AMG? I, t- t- are you stop. kidding me? Stop. Like Why? I'm, stop. <laughs> you have an all new platform, right? With the, the EQ, the electric platforms. Right. So you can start from scratch. Yes. And they basically did with the design language that looks like a jelly bean. But yeah. <laughs> like, you could you could have started from scratch with the naming steams yeah. too, and they That's didn't. What they should have done. So now are they just going to go back to gas powered names and just yeah. drop the EQ? Right.
1: So exactly. you're gonna have you're gonna have an S class, and it's just gonna be called the S class instead of an EQS. You're gonna have a you know a GLE or whatever, but it's not gonna be called an EQS. You, I'm lost. I'm so lost. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, which I, I'm, hoping the, <laughs> I'm hoping that i hoping they just do it right because it, it just ends up not being even more confusing. What branding I mean, branding's hard to do. That's You know, true. especially if you don't have a, a, a long term. Um, um, a long-term pathway forward set in place from the very beginning, right? If you're just making up names as you go, like Audi did with Etron, there's another one, oh, right? Gosh. Like, it's so easy to go off the rails and then try to, like, salvage it and be like, no, 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 uh, this is what that means, you know, retroactively. And it just ends up confusing buyers. It ends up confusing me and you. And we do this for a living and we're confused. <laughs> like, what does that say? You know, yeah. I don't know. It's just so yeah. The EQS is just going to be an S class. The GLEs EQG whatever. It's just going to be. G- oh, I don't know. I'm lost. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 oh, what a mess. This is this is a very very uh, legitimate and well founded rumor. I will say they haven't said it officially. But I hope to God it happens and they do it right. Yeah. And I, I hope that they have a 15-year plan for this. Too. Yes. We know with all the new models and stuff coming out in the future.
0: What if the numbers were like the kilowatt
1: hours in the battery? So Like like it, Tesla used to be? Is that what they did? Oh, yeah. Because yeah, the, uh, the Tesla Model P80. S 85D told you it was an 85 kilowatt uh, battery and D was dual motor. And yeah. P is performance. And P is performance. Yeah, so like a P90D or Look P100D, at that. right? A
0: naming scheme that makes sense.
1: Uh, but they've gone but away they from that. Don't too No, it's anymore. just no, it's just standard range, uh extended range, long range, super long range, super extended long range performance.
0: If there weren't so many, that would actually make some sense,
1: but they don't even build that many cars, man, and, and, they're, and they're Actually like they, the they can't even and, give them away now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, they they just about are giving them away yeah. with those discounts, but yeah. anyway. So that's enough about Mercedes, goodbye. Um, Before we drop that
0: though, can you think of any, um, I I was gonna say, can you think of any brands that that did do well? Like we were talking about just now Tesla. I feel like Hyundai is the only brand that comes to mind that actually did EV branding well. With naming schemes too.
1: Right, because... That's not confusing. They're longer names now, right? Because Ionic is its sub brand, right? But even Toyota, they kind of pulled it from Toyota a little bit. Like, Toyota, just the way that they had things positioned within their models, Prius was its kind of own brand. Because you had the Prius, Prius Prime, Prius C, Prius V, all the different... Even though, you know, they were very different cars, they were still under the Prius brand. And that made sense. And I, and Hyundai's doing a similar thing with Ionics. So it, while it can be a little confusing to say, like, a Hyundai Ionic 5 versus a hyundai ioniq 6 like the number doesn't tell you like anything ab- about the power rating or anything like that but it's very clear because it's so simple like these are different models and they're built differently and they serve different areas of the market right um is another one but even Polestar's is getting a little weird Because Polestar 1 was the first Polestar, Polestar 2 was the second Polestar, Polestar 3 is the third Polestar, but then they're going to Polestar 6, which is the Roadster. I don't know what's going on with 4 and 5. I guess they're going to build 4 and 5, but are those going to be cars, are those going to be SUVs? I don't know. Um, I don't know. None of it makes sense. Stop naming things like that. Just give things names.
0: Well, I mean, that's (laughs) what McLaren's doing
1: yeah there, and there's the another numbers. they've they've learned they learned that all the numbers got so convoluted and so confusing let's just give everything a name
0: yeah keep it simple and it works
1: yeah so. um I, I, a really good um i don't know rule saying right a good uh, a hallmark of good design is not complexity but simplicity mm. so the simpler it is the better it is keep it simple well spoken not my quote. <laughs> <laughs> I stole that. Um, well, what's another thing? Uh, Renault's going to launch the Alpine brand in the U.S. Ooh, really? With two EV crossovers! No!
0: Are they at least going to bring the A110 over? No. No! That's all I wanted.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> the, the one car that they build now. You
0: got me excited for like two seconds for no reason. Yeah, that I was, know.
1: That was mean. I know. So Alpine is Renault's like, performance car brand they their formula 1 team is branded as as alpine which many people know um but yeah it's going to have two electric SUVs and I, I don't understand anything in these press photos that they have there's some kind of like hypercar looking thing and then i don't know yeah i think one of these in the background is the A110 I was going to say yeah the A110 is such a cool car i feel like i'm never going to be able to drive one just give it I'm to really us sad about alpine it. come on it's not the prettiest thing but it's, it's supposed to be really, really good. Yeah. it's, well, it's not, I wouldn't say it's ugly either. No, no, no. It's, it's just like cool looking. Right. Exactly. It's interesting. It's different. And it's supposed to be a really good car. But it's a money play. It really is. If you're going to launch a brand in the US, it's got to be a crossover SUV. Unfortunately, that's true. Yeah. yeah. But so there's that. It's going to be interesting, I guess. I don't know. It's, got, it's supposedly going to compete with the Porsche Macan, which the Porsche Macan EV is getting closer and closer. <laughs> Um, and the uh, Porsche Cayenne Coupe too yeah Yeah. exactly so so that's that any any more thoughts about Alpine? I'm just sad that the
0: A110 is not coming because I I I was excited and thought there was hope for a second but nope that's
1: a bummer oh well yeah no no more thoughts um so they're gonna have an electric version of the A110 but I'm pretty sure that's only in Europe so okay I mean I wouldn't be interested in that anyway so (laughs) Anyway, uh, viva La France. Uh, <laughs> uh. Um, real quick, Maz is bringing back the rotary. Oh, I did read about that, but it's not in the way that we were hoping. No, it's a generator. <laughs> it's a generator for an electric. Oh, uh, you're killing car. me. Yeah.
0: So many like false hopes.
1: <laughs> the, it's the MX30 EV, but it's an REV, so it's a range extender EV. So, kind of like a BMW i3, you can get one with a range extender. It's basically just like a a gasoline generator. You put generator. You put gas in it. The motor runs, but it's not actually driving the wheels. The motor is just charging up the battery. Okay. Yeah. But it's a it's a point eight liter single rotor gasoline engine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So Mazda. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, speaking of Mazda, they're also releasing their most powerful engine ever. Mazda's most powerful production internal combustion engine ever. Three hundred and forty. Brake horsepower, straight six, turbo, in an SUV. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. It's the Mazda CX-90. They're, they're full-size. You know, the, the replacement for the CX-9. Okay. They're adding a zero to everything now to make it sound cooler. So instead of like a, I don't know.
0: Was it already the
1: CX-90? Yeah. Yeah, because my mom has one.
0: Yeah. It's really nice. CX, like it. Does
1: she have a CX-9 or a CX-90? It's, a, it's new-ish, like 21 or something. I don't know. That's the CX-9, I think. Okay. For 21. Okay. The CX-90 is the next generation one. Okay. It's the replacement. I really like it, though. It's it's a nice car. Um, Uh Wow, 340 horsepower. Here you go. Here's the CX-90. Oh, okay. Wow. Looks sharp. Yeah, it's a full-size SUV. It's going to be like 50 grand. So, Mazda. All right. um, <laughs> they come out with a. <laughs> they're just giving us false hope left and right. Oh, I don't man. know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm at least glad that they're using the rotary in some form because, like, it's such a unique part of the brand. Like, nobody else has ever made a different kind of combustion engine.
1: I think range extenders or electric cars are stupid. It's, it's just dumb.
0: I mean, I, I wouldn't buy one. I don't like the car, but I think it's cool that they're at least using it, is what I'm saying.
1: In such a disappointing way, like what's even the point? Just to say that you did it, I guess it's still alive somehow. (laughs) Maybe it's more of a mental thing. How much money did they spend on figuring out a way to to do this rotary, you know, range extender? It's it's more disappointing because like we're seeing
0: so much revival of motorsport in the jdm cars right with toyota bringing like so much from the gr brand with the 86 and the corolla and the yaris and the supra um and now we've got the new z we've got an air quote new gtr <laughs>
1: um, listen to our last episode of yeah. already.
0: <laughs> but mazda come on where are you bring us the rx nine, nine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're gonna call the rx 90 oh no It's going to have two, uh, like a a three rotary generator.
0: And Mitsubishi needs to stop building crossovers and give us the Eclipse that we want. Give us the bring back. Oh, the the Eclipse Cross doesn't do it for you? (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. I mean, at least we got some, like, I just listed a bunch of cool cars that I'm very happy that we have. Yeah. I mean, it's just frustrating that Mazda isn't following suit.
1: I mean, they still do an MX-5. I'm just that's true. Happy about that, you know. They, they actually, have... I wonder
0: when the the next gen MX-5 is going to come out,
1: and if it's going to be um, another combustion. That I don't know. It's hard to say. I think that they're going to be selling enough of these electrified cars to kind of hit <clears throat> their scores probably. So, you know, they might be able to get away with an internal combustion Miata. Because I think there will always be a Miata crowd,
0: in the same way that there will always be a 911 crowd. Right. Um, and I actually think...
1: But I think those, yeah. those are very different well, yeah. numbers, though, too. Like you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. Porsche is she's going to make way more money on 911s than Mazda will make on MX-5s. And they're going
0: to sell more, too, probably. Sure. Um, but I was actually going to say, I think an EV MX-5 would actually be kind of a cool, fun thing.
1: Where's that coming from? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, you don't agree? I agree, but like, I'm surprised you said that.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I want to have both options, but I'm, I, I just think that would be kind of a... Interesting. I, I don't
1: know. I think also... I'm they need to do a lot because... of work with weight, though, to, to make that make sense. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um,
0: but I don't know. I mean, we've talked about it before. EVs are, as time goes on, getting more and more towards the attainable spectrum there's still so many evs that are six figures right but you know the the model three i guess now is even cheaper (laughs) um so i mean if we were to get an electric sports car for
1: reasonable money it'd be an interesting proposition i'm not against it. i I would want that to happen i'm still just in disbelief that you're the one saying it anyway
0: (laughs) (laughs) that can be surprising (laughs) Uh, anything else you want to cover? Um, no, I don't think so. I think we covered pretty much everything that's been going on the past week. Yeah. Um, um,
1: thanks so much for listening to this episode of uh, the ups and downs of new car announcements. Yeah. Uh, and I guess the ups and downs of s- selling your own car privately, which yeah. Yeah, I got to go deal with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully you can sell that thing. Thanks, man. You want to buy it? Uh, part of me
0: does
1: (laughs) (laughs) and on that note uh, check the show notes for our social media Uh, follow us on Instagram at 11's podcast if you haven't already we'd really appreciate a 5 star rating on the podcast no matter where it is that you're listening to it and if you have feedback for us if you have uh, ideas of things that we should talk about or if you disagree with anything that we said on this episode um, DM us, hit us up on social media let us know because we want to tell you that you're wrong (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys
0: next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.